Hey everyone, you're listening to Pistons and Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind the scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jax 47. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today we have Shelby Stewart on the podcast who I met at a wedding last year, 2020. It was Ashley and Coulter's wedding and they ended up getting married up at their residence in the mountains of North Carolina and Shelby did such a good job she took so many pictures of me which I loved <laughs> because I don't that's what I use for marketing so I'm, I'm really grateful for her and pleasure to have you on the podcast Shelby awesome thank you for having me I always want to know what people like drinking because my business is a mobile bar company so Shelby yeah. what's your favorite beverage you are, you're probably going to laugh at me because all my friends do. Um, but my go-to drink is an Amaretto and Coke. Um, I really, I know. I, <laughs> Where did you get that? So I like, I really don't like the strong taste of alcohol, but like, I, I do like to drink socially with my friends. So it was always a struggle for me to really find something that like, I could order with confidence knowing that I would finish the drink. Um, and I really like Amaretto because it kind of reminds me of like a, like a sweet um, taste that I do like. And then adding the Coke, it gives it like a Dr. Pepper taste, which I really like. Um, so it, it's easy to wash down for me and not feel bad that I leave half a drink at a bar that I don't like. Okay. Okay. You saved yourself on that one. Um, so I, I just typed in as you were speaking, amaretto and coke and a cocktail came up called the lounge lizard <laughs> oh interesting I yeah yeah i think you should try this out okay it's um rum three parts rum one part amaretto and then you top it off with coke oh nice okay yeah yeah you can call yeah. yourself the lounge. you're like i'm the lounge La lizard <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh i mean i liked amaretto sours mm -hmm. but some Sometimes like it was just too much like sweetness. Too sweet, yeah. It, I mean, Coke is obviously sweet too, but it didn't like taste so like oh, I was like killing my arteries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh well, that's that's interesting. I uh, amaretto and Coke. Yep, that's well, my. Everybody makes fun of me. <laughs> is that going to be your signature cocktail? I mean, probably. And I got my <laughs> on them too when she came and visited me in Charleston. Um, in 2019 because like she doesn't really like the taste of alcohol either. I was like oh well, then you got to try this and she was like oh like I'm probably not gonna like that and now that's all she drinks so I'm like super proud that I like rubbed off on her a little bit so it probably will be an option at my at my wedding you're such an influencer Shelby yeah I try <laughs> <laughs> well I, I'm always so curious about how folks get started in this business because I don't think I don't think it's an option when you're in, even in college to select like wedding photographer or wedding caterer. Like no, that's not a career in, right. in the, in the, in the traditional schooling's eyes, you know, no one does that, but we have, uh, there's plenty of vendors out there making, you know, six figures, uh, having lots of success. Mm -hmm. And I'm always curious how people get started because it almost seems like an accident half the time. <laughs> so it was yeah. kind of for me, you know, so I'm curious what your story is. So what, uh I, in like middle school, high school, I always thought I was going to be a nurse. I really liked the medical field. Um, but my uncle, um, 
when I was growing up young, he did like hobby photography, but mainly nature stuff. And that's kind of how it piqued my interest because I, I mean, he was very much a hobby photographer. He was not professional in any sense, but I always thought it, it was cool how he could take a, like a photo and then manipulate it. Um, and so from there, I had my mom started buying me <laughs> disposable cameras and I would go through disposable cameras like nobody's business. I would ask for them for my birthday and Christmas and she would buy me like five or six or at a time and they would be like full within a week. So that was kind of how it started. And then I got my first point and shoot when I was 15 and I took a photography class in college my first semester as a freshman and I just I loved it. Um, but I actually grew up in Michigan, so I knew that I didn't want to end up in Michigan. I wanted to, you know, expand my horizons and move somewhere else eventually. Um, so I didn't really start into photography until I actually moved to Charleston, um, bought my nice, like next professional grade camera. And I started taking front or photos of like friends. And I also coached cheerleading at the college of Charleston. So I got to practice on them a lot, which was nice. And then I got asked to do my first wedding in 2016, um, for a couple who, um, they didn't want anything that was super over the top. It was both their second marriage. And they're like, Oh, we just want some nice photos. I was like, all right, well, this is my first wedding. So please don't expect much. Um, and then it just, it worked out beautifully. And from there, I just started offering smaller packages and it just built itself up from there. And now I do it full time and it's my favorite thing in the world. I just can't imagine myself doing anything else. Well, that's great. I love to hear that from folks. Um, I, I don't, don't mean to be negative on schooling, but I feel like they don't give us <laughs> enough options or ideas. No, like I, went, I came back, I went back to school to the College of Charleston. I got my associate's degree with in liberal arts with a minor in photography. Mm. Um, and then I didn't really, <laughs> I feel like most people, millennials my age, they didn't know, or I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I had the opportunity to cheer professionally for the NBA. So Wait, I did what? that. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I cheered for the Detroit Pistons um, for the 2011, 2012 season. And then I ended up moving to Charleston, going back to school in 2013 and Charleston does have like a photojournalism major, but I just, I always like felt like in the back of my mind that I didn't know how I was going to tie that into making like a full fledged income doing that. And I already felt like I was at a slight disadvantage because I had taken four years of school off. So I was like, okay, by the time I graduate, I'm going to be 25 and nobody's going to want to hire a 25 year old. So I ended up getting my degree in historic preservation instead, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And like Charleston is obviously the best place for it. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find a job that would hire me at an entry level position for my degree. Like they wanted 10 years of experience and a master's. And I'm like, well, by the time I get a master's, they're going to want like 15 years of experience. I'm not going to have that. So I really honed in on doing photography to make it my career. And it worked out beautifully. I love that story. Well, you know, you're on Pistons and Prosecco. So Oh, it's me. <laughs> so you were, that's crazy. So you went from cheerleading to a scholar or a student. Yep. And then yep. you, and then you got into wedding photography. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love it. Uh, Shelby, 
um, what do you love most about this business? I mean, I know that you say you, you enjoy all of it, but I think we all have some like one aspect of the business that we enjoy the most. What would that be for you? So I think like for every photographer says something any like any wedding vendor says that there's something like that they really, really love. And Mm -hmm. for some people it's like the technical aspect or like the business management side. But like for me, it, the most, the thing that I enjoy the most is the client experience for my couples. Like I really enjoy taking the time to get to know them, not just as like people who like come to me and are checking a box off of their list of wedding vendors that they need to hire. Like I truly want them to know that they have someone in their corner for like the wedding planning process and that they can come to me for anything. And Mm -hmm. then like, getting to know them like on a personal level, especially since like you're taking photos of them during the most intimate time in their life. Like they're never going to get those memories back. So not really like a technical photographer, like obviously we want really nice, clean photos, but like I'm a huge fan of creating an experience almost like it's a date that they're going on instead of like, all right, stand here, stop and pose. Like I want them to go at the end of their session or their wedding with me, just knowing that like, it wasn't just like, all right, let's stand here like robots. And then she's going to take my picture a couple of times. Like I want to make them laugh and really enjoy their time together and with me. And I mean, obviously we want this to turn into like return clients. So if they enjoyed their time with me, hopefully in the future, like when they get, when they have babies or like, you know, their, their sister's getting married and they just had such a good time with me that they'll have nothing but good things to say to me or about me because I provided such a good experience for them. Yeah. I I love that you take the time to invest in, in that relationship because I think Mm -hmm. it pays dividends on that big day you know, rather than just showing up and being like, all right, I'm the wedding photographer. Hey, (laughs) right. it's kind of like that because when you walk in the room, like obviously probably the only person that I know is the bride and the groom. So it's kind of like, all right, everybody, I'm going to be your photographer today, but just ignore me for a little bit unless I need something from you because the best, like the best moments that you're really going to get are when people aren't paying attention because Mm -hmm. they're not worried about a camera being stuck in their face. So like, just ignore me. Like I'm going to do my thing. If I need something, I need you to stop and stand somewhere. I'll let you know, but just ignore me. Yeah, I I agree. I think candid photos are probably the best I see, you know, at a wedding Um, or like funny quote-unquote stage uh like (laughs) one of my couples the groom at the end of the at the end of the service right after everyone had their drinks like way after the end uh drank from underneath the tap (laughs) but they had kicked all the kegs it was just sputtering foam in his face (laughs) (laughs) but that was i mean he knew they knew it you know but it was like a, a really fun picture because right um it just was because it wasn't just the, the family lined up or, you know, everyone just, yeah, it wasn't so posed. It was just a fun, fun photo. So, um, yeah, I agree. Well, Shelby, what's your biggest challenge when it comes to this business? Um, <laughs> Pre-COVID, um, I would say, I mean, this we've been dealing with this for so long now, so it's kind of hard to really like put it into perspective what the hardest thing about the business is. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, solidifying yourself as like a brand instead of just, you know, 
they can go to anyone and get any photographer. Like I really want people to come to me and know me for my brand. And sometimes that can be hard to convey. Um, I think I've gotten a lot better at that over <laughs> over COVID um, because with everything that's been going on, we've not really been able to you know, be as busy as we normally would. So it gave me the opportunity to take a step back and really think about the most important things to me and what I want my brand to portray. And so that I bring like the ideal client to me, which honestly, anybody that comes to me is the ideal client because they took the time out of their day to say like, Hey, I like your work. And, you know, mm-hmm. I want to get to you. And that like, at the end of the day, that is the ideal client. You know, anybody who's willing to spend money on you is always, you know, preferred. <laughs> T- totally. Well, how do you do that in such a such a saturated market. I mean, I'm, you know, nobody else in Asheville has a beer truck. I mean, there's other mobile bar companies, but it's easy for me to like kind of forge my own brand because I'm like, all right, I like handmade stuff and I like nice looking things and good drinks. Like that's my brand, right? Right. Um, How do you do that as a photographer when the only, not the, I'm not going to say the only differentiating factor is the, is (laughs) the photographer, but like, I don't know. How do you, how do you do that? How have you navigated that process and how do you stand out from the other 500 photographers? So I think like, you know, there, especially in Charleston, it is a very saturated market and a lot of like, I think when couples are looking for a photographer, they have a specific like set of photos in mind that they like, like, you know, the light and airy or the dark and moody or like vibrant colors, stuff like that. And I mean, there's so many photographers that will fit that particular like subject based on what they're looking for. But I think what sets a photographer apart more than anything is their personality and the experience that they can bring to the table and how they can translate what their experience is through their website or social media or just, you know, talking to them in person. Like I think our our biggest hurdle as wedding vendors to jump is getting the client on the phone. I've like, for me personally, I feel like I'm a very good, like people person. I like Mm -hmm. face-to-face conversations. I feel if I can get you on the phone or get you to come have coffee with me, like, I know you're going to love me. I just, I know that, but, and sometimes that's hard to really portray that in an email when they reach out to you. So, you know, getting them on the phone is the first step. Um, And once they talk to you, get to know you, I think that's what really separates a photographer from just, you know, the cookie cutter mold versus like, oh, I really like her and I want to go with her. So, yeah, I I agree. It's, it's really is all about personality and I think values do play a role as well. Um, like your own personal values. And if you can yeah. put, that, put that up on the on your website or Instagram or whatever, um, because I look around at, you know, my comp quote unquote competition, right. The other mobile bar folks and, um, it's re- yeah, it's really about personality, you know, and how you get along with other folks. And I, I just, I hate when people price shop because <laughs> I, th- I think you're, you know, you're going to, you p- could potentially end up with vendors you really don't like or who aren't professional or who don't do a good job. You know, if right. that's all you're looking at is the price, then uh, you might have, <laughs> your day might not be what you thought it was. Right. Know? Right. Like, it's, it's hard to, like, everybody has a budget for a wedding. So I completely, mm-hmm. I, a wedding so I completely understand where like you're you're trying to get what you need and you have a budget but 
think the one thing that you shouldn't skim on is your photography because it's the one tangible thing that you're going to have to hold on to after everything is said and done. And, you know, when you're, you're price shopping, it's great if you can get a deal, but like, do you really know what you're getting yourself into if you're just wanting to get the best deal? You know, you don't really know much about the photographer. The, you know, the price looks great. That's great. Like, I'm just going to book and sign here, like sign on the dotted line. But like, take the time to really get to know your vendors because like for photography, like I'm going to be with you the whole day. You know, like you got to we got to make sure we get along because like I'm going to be telling you what to do, where to be your like planner. Same thing. Like your planner's going to be there the whole day and they're going to be telling you what to do. Um, so I think that it's important that, you know really make sure that you get along with your vendors because they're going to be there to make the whole day flow the way that you envisioned it. Exactly. They they all come together and they produce something great, right? You're an amazing wedding for, (laughs) for you and your guests. So it's that whole, yeah, it's that whole greater, the, the sum is greater than the parts or the whole is greater than the sum. Uh, I'm really bad at recalling sayings, (laughs) but like, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Well, so you're saying that they have something to take away. What about the koozies? What about foam koozies? Oh yeah. I mean, they have that. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> when they look back at their day, like the portraits are going to hang on their walls. Like that's what they're going to have to like the one thing, you know, and I hate it when I like, a, like couples reach out to me and they're like, you know, I, we hired this one photographer, but they did our engagement photos and we just weren't happy. Like I hate hearing that because it, it kind of puts me a little bit more on edge because I know that there's a certain expectation to be met. Like they got to be better <laughs> than the previous photographers. And I'm very confident in my work. And I, I actually did have a bride that um, in last April, she let go of her photographer after they got their engagements back um, and hired me. And she's also a photographer. So then there's just this added pressure that like she let go of her previous photographer and she's also a photographer. So she knows the business. So it's like all of this added pressure to make sure I give her a product that she's going to want to like show off to her friends and family. And it, it, it ended up working out very well. She was very happy. I, she's a return client of mine. I'm doing mm-hmm. her, her whole family's pictures this coming year she bought from me for Christmas so it makes me happy that I was able to do that for her does that happen a lot where they drop the engagement or they drop the photographer after the engagement photos um or enough for enough to for people to come to you afterwards right it was enough for her to be like, I, and I think more so it was like a, they've lost trust that they would be able to handle like a wedding day because engagement session is one thing because it's you one-on-one with the couple. There's no extra moving parts, but there's obviously a lot of moving parts for a wedding day. Um, so I like, and like I'm a bride, I'm getting married next year. So I would likely do the same thing that if, you know, I hired a photographer, they did my engagement session. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I just don't like these photos. Like if I don't like these photos now, like I'm spending all this money. I'm not, I'm probably not going to like my wedding photos. So I, I understand completely. Um, and I'm sorry, I forgot what your question was. I went off on a tangent. No, that's okay. No, I, I, I'm just, yeah. Curious how often that happens. Cause I would think if, you know, if you look at galleries, you get a pretty good sense for their work. Right. Yeah. So I just wonder how, you know, I, I hope these it's photographers different. who are getting, sh- who are yeah. 
not getting the whole deal need to figure out what they're doing wrong and change. <laughs> and change that. It's so dependent on the client too, because, you know, like part of my process is sending brides galleries before they book, because I want them to know what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. And like me sending a, them a client gallery also shows them that I'm confident in my work and I'm able to cover a full day with no problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, for some people, I think it's different when, you know, they really like the galleries, like the style, all that. But when it comes down to their photos, especially as females, we're super self-conscious about certain things or areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of being a photographer isn't just being able to snap really pretty pictures. It's also knowing how to pose your clients. Um, so, you know, be- beginning for beginning photographers, that that's a lesson that they learn, you know, it's not something that you just know right off the bat. I mean, I, it was the same for me. I didn't know all the different tips and tricks on how to like, you know, make your legs look more slender and lean or like how to combat like the size of females arms, which is also like a big problem for Mm. some females is that in photos, their arms look big, but you know, most females, when they're nervous, they tend to suck their arms to their side. Um, and then that makes them look bigger. So it's always that they need to be reminded of during a session, like, Hey, like you look a little nervous, loosen yourself up, separate your arms from your body. You know, like it's something that you have to be like self like self-aware of as a photographer. And from a female standpoint, like I completely understand. Cause I don't want like, I don't want big arms in my photos. <laughs> wow. I didn't, I never thought about that. The arms thing. Cause I have the opposite yeah. problem. I'm like, how do I make my arms look bigger? Right. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh, that is funny. Um, well, Shelby, we have, we have hung out in Charleston together. Um, you, I forget the name. Was it the tiger something? Blind tiger. Blind tiger. Um, you and another wedding photographer, we just had a little friender, friender going out and that was a lot of fun. Um, I love Charleston and I'm curious what you love about it in particular. So I like never even, I mean, obviously I knew Charleston was on the map growing up, but it never really crossed my mind to be a destination until I came down to visit friends because they were doing an internship down here in 2000 and it was either eight or nine. I can't remember what year it was. Um, but I like, I think the thing that drew me in the most was just the ocean. Like I grew up in Michigan, so I grew up around lakes and the, the, town that I'm from is called Waterford and it's just basically a bunch of lakes. So I always loved the idea of just kind of like, I mean, not being a beach bum, but having the option to live on the ocean and just look out and see everything and nothing at the same time. Um, and then walking into downtown Charleston for the first time I was on the battery and I just, I fell in love completely. Like Charleston had me like at that moment. And I said to myself, I was like, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to move down here one day. And then every year after that, I would go on vacation to visit friends down there. And then I just, I had the opportunity to kind of take a jump. My, my life in Michigan wasn't really panning out the way that I wanted it to. And I just needed a complete like clean slate. I wanted to go somewhere where nobody knew me. And I, I always kept coming back to Charleston. So that that was where I ended up and it's been the best decision that I've ever made. That's great. Yeah, it's a it's a very charming city and um I'm glad you I'm glad you're down there kicking yeah. kicking butt. 
Um, yep. Nice. I like. <laughs> so, so what do you wish you knew when you started? If we were to go back, kind of, you know, four years ago. Um, yeah, oh, that's well, such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think if I could take a step back and like be my own coach four years ago, I would tell myself to not worry about what everybody else is doing because I think in this industry, especially because it's so saturated because obviously Charleston is a very beautiful city and Mm -hmm. a lot of people get married here. So there's obviously a lot of wedding photographers. Um, You kind of get yourself caught up in looking at what other people are doing when it's not about them. It's about Mm -hmm. you at the end of the day and what is best for you and your brand and not like if we all did the same thing, like how, how would a couple choose you over somebody else? Like there has to be something that separates you from the next photographer. So mm-hmm. I think for a long time that I just, I would look at all these photographers websites and their Instagrams and all these other things. And I'm like, God, like what, what am I doing so wrong that like I could be as good as them, but I'm not right now. And like, I would try so hard to just, be like them when like that wasn't what I needed. I needed to be myself. So at the the beginning of last year before before COVID, um, I really kind of sat down and listed out goals for myself that, you know, if I want to be some someone that people want to come to, I have to know what my brand is and what I bring to the table. And that that was the best thing for me. Like I don't I don't really focus so much on what other people are doing. Like I want to be myself and I want people to come for me for me, not because they're like, Oh, well you kind of look like this photographer and it's, it's fine. You'll be fine. Like I want them to come to me because they like me. Yes. And I, uh, it's, I, I think it's so hard in the beginning cause you're a little bit timid and you don't want to offend anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do think a lot of people will kind of copy each other. And that's why you see the same verbiage on websites. Like, right. you know, I, I capture authentic moments and you're like, I think everyone does that. Like that's what we, that, that's, that's the goal. The, that's the goal. Of the, like if, if I were to say on my, my website, like we serve drinks, it's like, okay, that's a little right. vague. Like that. you like, I think people need to get pretty specific, you know, yeah. it's like, like I know this one famous photographer I did a wedding with, um, like it was a, they were a couple mm-hmm. and like by the end of the night he was in a Pikachu costume. Yeah. What? And <laughs> so, like, and they will do, you know, they're, they're very free and, you know, um, like they take, you know, pictures of themselves, like the, they do their, their own butt shots, you know, like naked. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so they're very like free with their body, you know, and like, so, you know, couples that are really like that and really want to have some eccentric, fun, right. crazy photographers like that, they should go with them. That- and yeah. Exactly. And that couple should continue to promote it that way, you know? Um, whereas if you have someone um, who's maybe super conservative, uh, you know, no cleavage in the wedding dress, <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's going to want a certain type of photographer. And that's probably not the other, the ones. Not- <laughs> ex- exactly. And, but, but that's, but that's fine. I think that's what people need to realize is that, you know, whatever you are, whatever you, whatever you think is weird, Right. You, you should actually promote because then 
folks who are also weird about that because we're not one in a million we're we do have similarities right then they would connect with that photographer exactly and like that like the personal connection that you should have with your photographer like it needs to be there because like I said like we're gonna be with you the whole day so if you're uncomfortable like it's gonna be kind of awkward and it's it's gonna show in the photos too like as much as like we as photographers try and like take the awkwardness out of like an image. Sometimes it's not, it's not possible, but I, I like, I, I like those ones too. Like it's, it's kind of nice to see like your weird, authentic, like awkward self in some photos too. So it's, it's fine. But like, you definitely need to be comfortable with your photographer because if you're uncomfortable, like, ugh, they're gonna gonna show. yeah. So you're saying Photoshop doesn't have a remove awkwardness like remove red eye they don't have that for the awkwardness no unfortunately not (laughs) it was like it would be a whole different like ball game but no it doesn't yeah yeah i I assume not uh yeah i think uh, i've really been hearing that a lot with photographers is that connection and that um the the meeting so do you you meet with all your um i do i try um but sometimes it's not possible because you know charles is a destination city. So some people are scheduling weddings that, you know, they live in, you know, Denver or they live out in California and they're coming and they're bringing a whole destination wedding to Charleston. So, um, like there's, there's some brides that I book completely solely off of email. Like they just are like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like sign me, send me the contract. I'll pay you the deposit. And we're good to go. Um, and then others, you know, like I always say in my initial emails, like, you know, if you're local, I would love to meet you for coffee. If not, like, let's jump on a zoom call or just so like you can see me, hear me face to face, because I feel like hearing somebody's voice just versus like reading the verbiage in an email is, is so different. And that's how you make that connection with that person. Exactly. And I, I was doing these video emails. It was called, um, what was it called? Not Boom Boom. Something. There was some software where uh-huh. you could send out quick videos in an email. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I, and I think it starts with a B, but I can't remember what it's called. Bomb Bomb. <sighs> well, that's the one I used. I just, re- yeah. It, so anyway, the there's a, there's probably a few out there, but I found that to be um, helpful. It was kind of expensive for w- what I thought it was, but I remember one of the bride's mothers coming up to me at the wedding uh-huh. and saying, "Oh my gosh, I love that video email you sent me and my husband about whatever you yeah. know about something because it was so personal and engaging." I'm like, "I'm glad I paid five hundred dollars for that." <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway, so I think that connection is real. And I'm actually about to redo my frequently asked questions in video format. So that there's a photographer in town that did that where he did he videoed himself doing all of his frequently asked questions. And I watched the whole thing. And it was it was super fun and cool. And I know him personally. So like, I could definitely see his personality coming through in that. So I thought that that was really awesome. Yeah, I think video is becoming more and more useful as a tool now that we all have like faster internet <laughs> you know like if you asked everyone to do that five years ago they'd be like i'm not waiting for it to download yeah but but now it's 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 a lot more commonplace and we have short form video through reels and tiktok which i've published like four or five reels but they take a long time to produce 
Yeah. So I just started doing reels too. So, I mean, I, I don't really like seeing myself in video form because like I'm normally behind the camera. So seeing myself in front of it is kind of like, Ooh, that's weird. Um, but I, like I did, I jumped on the bandwagon for doing reels and they're kind of fun now. Like I don't really necessarily hate them so much and like having a purpose to the reels of what you're doing to like you know, my, the one I posted yesterday was about doing first look with dad, but then also giving him like a personal note, um, at first look, because it's a moment that only you and your dad are going to have. And it will be something that you remember. And this particular like set of images that I posted, and I, I love this Brad too. Um, but her and her dad had this really like emotional bond together and like he started bawling and I started bawling while I was taking photos. So it was just nice to kind of see that translated into a reel that like a bride would watch and say like, Oh my God, I want that moment with my dad. Like my dad's going to cry like that. I want that. So I just, yeah. that, I, I love that reel. I, th I think it can be a good way to communicate things that photos can't, right? Right. Like it's just right. a quick, like it's, it's, it's very compelling. I mean, I get twice the engagement on my reels compared to my photos. Yeah. On my and feed. Instagram changed their algorithm too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I've noticed a drop off and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, yeah, I was talking to another wedding photographer about this and I said that, you know, all these apps are pretty much forcing us to add positions to our company that we all, yeah. or a hat to our already uh, overloaded role <laughs> as a business owner, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so, so we're the, not only the advertisers, the marketers, the managers of social media, blah, blah, blah. But we're also video short form video producers now. Right. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I, I had, a, I actually don't do my own. I have someone who she's my assistant, but she only works here and there. Um, mm -hmm. And she's done those videos for me. So I, I was like, you do it. And the first one took her like four hours to figure it out. It's cr it's crazy, and I'm just yeah. like I don't have time for this. But I'm like, oh, I'm almost done. I don't, might as well just finish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think they're going to continue to be popular just because they can be useful. You know, like as you said, they can convey things that that are hard to convey on on copy and with images. So, um, right. I I might do that with the FAQs, do the reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because no one's no one's reading my website FAQ page. There's like two visitors a month on that one. <laughs> I, I don't have any on my, my FAQ page either. I mean, they're there if people want to reference them because you know people have common questions that like, oh, I'll just go there and then I won't have to ask her on the phone. But yeah. nobody really does it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, Shelby, what do you have in works for the future? Are you doing? I know some photographers, you know, they'll do workshops or they'll hire other photographers. You know, what's going on for you in the next uh, year or two? So I have a couple style shoots coming up um, that I've partnered with a few planners in town. Um, and I'm really excited about because they're definitely something that's a little bit different and kind of out of my like normal, which is always what I'm looking for. I always want to expand. Um, but I think within like the next, so I'm getting married in May of 2022. So that's going to <laughs> really have to hone in in the next six months is hiring everybody that I need to hire because I've done nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but from like the business side of things, I would really 
really like to do some elopement work out west. Um, my fiance currently lives in Iowa City, so we are living long distance. So it's kind of the perfect scenario for me to have the excuse to travel anyway. Um, so I'd like to turn that into opportunities to kind of expand my horizons in other places. Um, and obviously Charleston will always be home base. I've, I've told my fiance, I was like, you know, wherever you end up, like, just know <laughs> Charleston's my number one. <laughs> I mean, obviously I love him to death. Um, but, and he loves Charleston too, but, um, I, don't think I could ever see myself leaving here, but to have the opportunity to travel and really like expand a few things for myself is something that I want to see in the next couple years for myself. Um, and then from there, I just, I don't really know. <laughs> well, it sounds like you got, yeah, it sounds like you got a lot going on. Um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about your wedding though. Are you getting married in Charleston or somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah, so we um, we booked Kiowa River. Um, it is a new wedding venue. Um, they just started doing weddings in the fall of I want to say 2019 was their mm -hmm. first like kind of season of weddings, mm -hmm. and then um, last year and also because of COVID, I think they only did about 10. Um, so it's it's new, which I liked. I that's what I wanted. I wanted something that not everybody had gone to in Charleston, but I like my requirements were they had to have oak trees with lots of Spanish moss and I wanted it to be yeah. on the water. And that like this place is just incredible. Like it had everything that I wanted. It was also in my price range, which is always a plus. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's all like the front half is a wildlife reserve. Um mm. they farming and they have a full working goat farm. They have cows, they have donkeys. Um, they have a, like a full fledged beehive, like a bee colony. Um, so it's, it's really pretty. And then the back half is a residential community. And then the venue separates the preserve from the residential community. So it's kind of wow. just own little like nook and cranny corner of John's Island on the Kiowa River, uh, hence the name Kiowa River. Um, but it's, it's, it's beautiful. And I'm like completely in love with them. I'm like stalk them on social media and always comment on all their goat stuff and goat yoga too now. So it's awesome. I just did it a couple of weeks ago. Um, don't be afraid of poop if you want to go. Um, <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. Like you get to play with the baby goats because they need to socialize them. So it, it was a good experience. Okay. I'm trying to find them right now on Instagram. It's Kiowa Island. Yeah, Kiowa River Charles. It's CHS is the, the wedding venue page. Oh, got it. Got it. Okay. I just wanted to, before we got off. Oh, and they have a little piglets and stuff. Yeah. Oh. It's it's so awesome out there. I love it. I've shot out a couple times. And it's, it's just beautiful. And I can't, I can't, I couldn't have asked for anything more out of the wedding venue itself. So. Well, I'm going to put the link to this place on the show notes. So people awesome. can check that out in, in addition to yours, of course. Um, but who are you? So <laughs> I love when photographers get married because I'm like, who is the photographer for the photographer's <laughs> wedding? So I struggled deeply with that because and I tell everybody this I'm a photo snob like yeah. this is what I do like it's my craft so it's obviously really important for me that the person that I hire is like if I could shoot my own wedding obviously 
obviously I would, but that's not going to happen. Um, so I struggled for a long time trying to find somebody that I felt would meet my needs while also meeting the needs of my fiance because he hates taking photos. And I feel like that's most men's problems is that they tend to not like to take photos so much, but mine is like defiant about it. So I had to find somebody that I knew could handle him while also making me happy to make sure that he cooperated. (laughs) Um, So we ended up going with um, Nicholas Gore. Um, I followed him for a very long time. Um, And it was funny because when I reached out to him initially, he ended up having friends in common with my fiance and I connected the dot. So my fiance, when he first moved to Charleston, got interested in photography and ended up buying um, a camera. His name is going to escape me now. Um, it was one of the founders of F stoppers that was started here in Charleston and he ended up buying a camera off of one of them. And Nick was their like house second shooter. So I just assumed that Chris knew him. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, fiance, like I found this great photographer and you already know him. So it's going to be great. And he was like, I don't know him. <laughs> and I was like, yes, you do. You bought a camera off of his friend. He was like, yeah, but I don't know him. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, okay, it's fine. So we met with him in person and it was just a very easy like conversation. And I kind of, you know, listed out some of my concerns where Chris was concerned. Um, and he was like, yeah, no, I got him. Like, I'll make him do it. And so I turned to my fiance. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm like spending money on this now. So you're going to have to listen to what he says. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I understand. I was like, I've heard that before. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to spend this money. Like you're, your butt is going to listen to every word he says. And if that means like you have to kiss me on the forehead, you got to do it. Cause he won't do that. He, he thinks it's childish. And he's like, we don't do that. I'm like, okay. But like, I want the photo still. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up going with him and he, he's been awesome. Him and his wife, it's a husband wife team. Um, his wife is from New Zealand. Um, so it's, I think it's a really good fit and his style kind of matches mine as well and his personality just clicks very well with me so it's very important well that's great that's funny i (laughs) you're right the guys don't like taking photos and if and that's part of the magic part of the i think what separates the amateurs from the pros is how you can get people who don't want to take pictures to take good pictures yeah yeah and that's something like that's a concern of every bride and i that's probably the one thing that a bride will point out to me is one they're not models and they've never taken photos before. And two, that their fiance or significant other just doesn't like taking photos. So their question is usually, you know, how do you combat that? And I think like from a photography standpoint, just knowing that you're going to be on their level and not just somebody who's there in the background, like someone who's going to interact with them and get them engaged and laughing is half the battle. And then the other half is like, making them enjoy the experience. You know, it's not just, okay, stand here, look here, you know, da, 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 da. It's, you know, all right, like pick her up, swing her around, like really laugh, like run past me, do this, do that. And they don't even realize that they're taking photos. So that's what I really, Mm. and that's something that I want my photographer to do as well, because I know that the best moments between me and my fiance are going to be the ones where he doesn't even know the photos being taken. So 
Exactly. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm used to taking pictures now because of all the styled shoots I've done and all the weddings right. I've been in. But, um, but I can see how someone who yeah is not used to it could be a little, little lens shy or camera shy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he's a very good looking man. Like he has nothing to worry about, but he's like, yeah. oh, like photos. I'm like, okay, but like I want them, and he's like, okay, and then doesn't cooperate. So oh, it's fine. Well, um, speaking of your wedding, if you need any help with the signature cocktail creation, you know who to call. Yeah. I can help yeah. you calculate that so you can have a delicious uh, beverage. Oh. Um, yeah, what was that? Amarato and Coke. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we might have to make an adjustment on that. <laughs> but Shelby, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure. Um having you on here i've i've enjoyed working with you in the past and enjoyed hanging out and look forward to uh, bumping into you again whether it's a wedding or uh, a styled shoot or something or the other so thanks for being on and i wish you the best of luck with your wedding and your business thank you so much it was great to be on all right shelby take care yep you too